What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. What is up, besties? Welcome back to another episode. Here we are. Here we are. Happy Tuesday, hotties. Another another Tuesday, another week. We hope you guys are having a great start to your week and just all the vibes are going good. Yeah. You know, fingers crossed for you. <laughs> um, we are doing an episode that we probably should have done at like the exact halfway point of the year. I think that would have been very satisfying yeah. had we planned this for like July 1st, but we didn't, but it's fine. We're still doing it. <laughs> And that is a goal check-in and kind of update. And so basically the the goal of this episode (laughs) um, (laughs) is to talk about how to like reassess your goals at like a halfway point or just how to evaluate the progress that you're making, how to potentially revise the goals based off of what's realistic now that you've, you know, had some time with them. And what we're going to be doing also is going through the goals that we set in our like goals for 2021 episode. I think it came out like the second week of January, if you want to listen mm-hmm. to that first. Um, and we're going to chat about how we're doing towards our goals. And I think the whole point of this is really for to encourage you guys to check in with yourself on the goals you set in the beginning of the year. Even if it wasn't like a New Year's resolution, just think about the things that you wanted to accomplish in 2021. See if you're on the right track. But yeah, I think something we talked about a lot in that initial goal setting episode is, you know, how to keep goals, but also the fact that like goals should be evaluated, they can change over time. And so we're definitely like practicing what we preach here by showing you guys exactly what our goals look like a little more than halfway through the year and how we're evaluating them, reassessing them and how you can do the same for your goals. Because if you haven't achieved it now, it doesn't mean it's too, it's never too late. Actually, 2022 can come and you can still try to achieve that goal if you want to. So leading by example here, I suppose. Yes. And also just holding ourselves accountable, I think, yeah, <laughs> um, to an audience. And you can do the same for yourself. Take a, yeah. take a look at whatever you journaled in the beginning of the year, check in. It might not be easy. That's like what Kyle and I were just saying was like, this wasn't, it was like an interesting activity for us to like, yeah, honestly, just remind myself like where my head was at at that point. And yeah. like, I don't know, it's a good practice. So would recommend yeah, even if it's a little tough, but for sure. With that, let's jump into our segments. So for my week in review, I had one thing that I've been wanting to talk about for a couple weeks now, which I will talk about. And then I have a breakdown, which I will get to after. And by breakdown, I mean (laughs) of the mental variety. So (laughs) the thing that I've been wanting to talk about is that I have finally become that girl that reads during their commute. I feel like I always admired people like that. I always like whenever I saw like a mysterious girly on the train with like a a mystery (laughs) novel, I was like, you're so cool. That is like the type of person I want to be. Like it helps you unplug, get less screen time. I always was just jealous of people like that. But I, as you guys know, one of my goals was to read more books because I just never really read books. But um, I recently got a membership at the Boston Public Library, which if you are in Boston, I would recommend. It's kind of interesting because I don't go to like the main one. Like if you guys know Boston at all, you would know the main one is like in Copley area and it's humongous. And historic and whatnot, but they have like branches of them in all the neighborhoods. So I go to one of the branches and so it doesn't have like the same selection as that one. Obviously I would have access to that one, 
I digress, whatever. So I've been reading (laughs) a little more Um, and it's been great. And I feel like it makes my commute go by so fast. Like I was amazed the first time I did it. Like I felt like I blinked and I was like already there. Um, And it also just helps you get through your books because I feel like otherwise it can be hard to make time to read. So it's a good like reserved, you know, for me, like my commute one way is 30 minutes. So it's like a reserved hour that I know I'm going to have to read. And I just got through my book so quick. I was amazed. So obviously I'm not commuting like every day right now. I don't know if I would have that practice if I was commuting every day, but the one to two days a week that I am, it's been really great. So would recommend if you have a commute that you're not driving, obviously. If you're driving, maybe get an (laughs) audiobook. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could be the type to read on like public transit, but I'm the type that gets car sick. If I try to read in the car, yeah. And I'm assuming that public transit probably gives a similar sensation. That's interesting because I take the bus so I could see that. But do you feel like you would have it even on the T, like even if everything was black around? I don't know. Because I feel like part of being car sick is like seeing the environment change The peripherals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to – I would have to try it. Um, But – I might just have to admire from afar. <laughs> so do you feel that way, like, even when you use your phone in the car? Mm-hmm. Really? It's especially bad. This is, like, weird. My car sick girlies will know. Um, it's worse in the back seat. So if I'm in, like, the oh. front seat of a car, I can be on my phone and normally be fine. But if I'm in the back seat, I don't know what it is. I'm sure, like, scientists, let me know. Hank Green, let me know. Um, <laughs> but when I'm in the back seat, I, like, can't go on my phone. Otherwise, I get really, really sick. Oh my god! So wait, like long road trips must be so like lame. What do you do? <laughs> Just listen. I to avoid stuff? them. I've never really yeah. been on a super long. The longest one I went was we drove to um Pennsylvania, and I don't remember what I did. I probably just listened to music or like talked to my parents. I don't hmm. know, but yeah, it's tough. Car sick, motion sickness, man. It's yeah, Dramamine, you know. I also know it's All my hard, car like, sick girlies <laughs> for people that have to because on the T obviously and on the bus too I think like some of the seats face backwards so I know people have a hard time with that too yeah but. my mom has that I'm not bad with that just mm. just the reading and looking at my phone what can you anyway, do so that's one thing the other thing that I wanted to mention that I alluded to was it's funny because I feel like Obviously, I'm always thinking about dance. You guys know we grew up dancing. That's how we know each other. It's always like in the back of my mind, but I feel like there are periods of time where I can kind of like separate myself and not be so nostalgic for that time in my life. But yeah, in drafting this episode, I came across one of my goals, which I'll get to regarding dance and like trying to find ways to bring it back in my life. And so that's something I've really made very limited, if not any progress on. Um, And it just got me into like the weirdest mood. And I ended up seeing um a video that one of the moms from our studio shared on Facebook that was like a solo from this year and then it just got me down this rabbit hole of watching like old dance videos like I watched all the dances that I choreographed through college and I was up until like one doing this and there was finally one piece that I got to that was like so special to me at the time and I literally was like crying like I was like I have never like I just literally doubt that I'll ever find anything I love as much as dance (laughs) and I don't know if that's dramatic but like I lived 23 years and like nothing's even come close so like let me know um and so I kind of just had this like sit down talk with myself and I was like okay I like need to find a way to keep dancing like I can't let this feeling persist like I can't wait longer I can't let this like manifest longer so I'll share this with Kylie actually I made a list of like a bunch of different opportunities in Boston to take like adult classes um I found like six or seven different studios and I listed like their pricing their schedule like what kind of classes they offer and whatever So I'm definitely going to hold myself accountable for that for the second half of the year. I need to like go home and get like 
stuff for some of them. Like if I want to do like a Boston ballet class, like I need like ballet slippers, which I don't have with me right now. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what the takeaway really is here. I guess if you're also like really nostalgic for like something in your life and you just like can't get past it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you have to share the list with me because we can literally go together. I know. That would be fun. Bestie. Fun. <laughs> um, but I also randomly was kind of going down memory lane with dance on one of my walks, actually. I just like randomly thought about, I truthfully, what I thought about was the one time that we performed a dance senior year and my wig fell off at the very end. <laughs> like I randomly thought about that, but then I was just like kind of going down memory lane and like it is just really crazy how much it shaped us and like how I just think of how like different we would be if we didn't grow up even competitively dancing versus like recreationally dancing like I think competitive dance really shaped us in a way that recreational dance wouldn't have um yeah we'll have to get in the studio yeah and if you guys are confused about like why this is like so meaningful to us. I would say go back and listen to our episode. We did an episode called Competition Dancers Four Years Later, I want to say, or Competitive Dancers yes. Four Years Later. Something, something like, like that, that, where we like really dive into like our history with dance and everything. So if you're like, what's the big deal? Like go listen to that because I yeah. think we really dig into it there. But yeah, yeah we'll very formative go. for us. <laughs> yes. Um, so I have the list. I'll send it to you. If anyone else happens to be listening, former dancers in Boston, hit us up. We're going to form yeah. a support group. yeah that'd be fun um yeah definitely we love dancers dancers in boston we'll make a facebook group (laughs) um but yeah kind of shifting i'm trying to can you tell that i'm trying to think of a way to transition there's no good transition there's no good transition just this is kylie that was the end of mine now this is the beginning of kylie's (laughs) cut all this out (laughs) um so for me as you guys know last episode i had received several offers it was such a cliffhanger it was such a cliffhanger guys (laughs) don't worry we're resolving it here um we are employed baby um the offer letter is signed it's sealed it's delivered and i'm officially working at where i have my current internship i decided to stay with them and i'm very excited with how everything shook out um and as i talked about last week you know, the big conflict, the big uh, quandary, dilemma, dilemma yeah. thank you, um, was that the job that another job that I'd been offered was significantly more money. Uh, not sig- It was significant, but it, it was enough to like be like, whoa, I need to like think about this. Um, so I ended up going to my boss at the place that I am going to be working full time and laid it all out there and we were able to negotiate my salary up to like close the gap. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm not making as much as I would have made with that first or not that first offer, but the offer that was a pretty decent salary. I'm not making that number, but I'm making a pretty comparable number and a pretty great place to to be as far as like a starting salary in my industry. So I'm very happy And I just feel like the stars aligned and everything worked out exactly the way that it should. Um, And I left on really great terms, or I guess I declined on really great terms from that other offer, uh, which was really good. That was kind of once I decided, yep, nope, I'm definitely staying with 
my other company or the company that I've been with, it was kind of like, okay, I really want to make sure that I don't like burn the bridge with this other company and that I handle myself well. I think that's exactly what happened. So the Kylie Chronicles of trying to find a job are officially over. She's employed. She has a 401k. She has health insurance. Like she's, she's going to pay her rent. Really great things. Awesome things. And I'm just really happy when we're recording this. I haven't moved to Boston yet, but this is definitely coming out once I've already moved to Boston. Um, but I'm really happy that I have a job and all of that is kind of tied up with a pretty bow by the time I move. Because I think I would yeah. have been really feeling the pressure if I was in Boston and didn't have like an official job and an, a guaranteed stream of income to pay my rent. So yes, that is that is the tea on that. Ladies, negotiate your salary. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because guess what? They always have the money to pay you more. They always do. You just have to ask for it. And if you get yeah. multiple offers, like leverage that. Yeah. Especially if you get a higher offer somewhere, but you your number one is somewhere else. Be like, hey, hey, besties, I really want to work for you. But like they offered me this. So what are you going to do about it? Because that's kind of what I did. And it worked out mm-hmm. great. So yeah, <laughs> definitely... Definitely glad I negotiated. And a lot of people that I talked to about this were like, oh, yeah, like, I wish I negotiated. I wish I negotiated. Like, a lot of young professional women, I feel like, don't negotiate their salary. And I get it. It's literally the scariest thing I think I've ever done in my life. I thought I was going to share my pants the whole time. But, like, I negotiated my salary up a pretty decent amount. So, we should do an I'm episode glad I did it. it. Yeah, like, how to, like, best practices almost. Yeah. Of how, because I'm, I'm, I, you sent me TikToks of like how to go about like approaching that type of conversation. Like it, it's something that men at least are doing. I can guarantee you that. So yeah. <laughs> you absolutely should be doing it yourself. And the worst they'll say is no. Like, and if the place declines your offer, or rescinds your offer because you asked for more money, do you really want to work there? Probably not. Nope. Well, I love that we manifested this for you and a lot of hard work went into it. So we'll have to get like some champagne when you are back. We haven't seen each other since this happened in real life. So when you're set up in Boston, we'll have to do a little cheers. Yes. Yeah. And it's just such a good time in my life. I'm so excited. I have a job. I'm moving to Boston. Ooh. Love a contrast from I know the two months. We're like, who is this Kylie? We've never met this Kylie before. <laughs> yeah, literally, the pod has never met this Kylie before. <laughs> maybe, maybe summer last year. Maybe, maybe, when maybe she was like bright eyed June of last year. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. All right, let's move into our favorites. So it's funny because I realized I talked about this. There was like a couple weeks back. I think it was maybe our Sunday Scaries episode. I'm not sure. But I said something like I was going to talk about ice cream, but instead I'm going to talk about this. And then I just never talked about the ice cream again. So like it's been a couple weeks (laughs) that I've left you hanging on this ice cream. So now I'm going to talk about the ice cream. And it's from Trader Joe's. You guys already know. And it's funny because I feel like of all desserts, I don't 
super gravitate towards like ice cream that you buy at the store. Like I really like soft serve ice cream. Like I love to go mm. out for soft serve ice cream, but yeah. In general, I'm never like dying to get like a pint of ice cream. Like I'm not like huge on Ben and Jerry's or like that kind of thing. Like I think it's good to have in your freezer if you want like a sweet treat, but I'm never like fiending, I feel like. Um until now. So, I found this ice cream. It's I think it's called the Wildberry Cheesecake ice cream. And it's just a little pint. I think it's like three or four dollars. And it is like the exact flavor profile that I would want out of an ice cream. It has like like berry swirls and then like big chunks of cheesecake. And I freaking love cheesecake. Like when I was a kid, I didn't have like birthday cakes or like um, ice cream cakes. Like I had cheesecakes, like dead ass. Like age eight had like cheesecakes. Um, so I love cheesecake and it's just so good. And I love that it's a pint because I feel like if it was like a quart or anything bigger, I would like go overboard. So I like that it's a pint. It's like a good serving for like a week in the freezer. It's like nothing crazy. And I'm just a huge fan. So run, don't walk to Trader Joe's. Yeah, I'm going to have to try this. I've held off on going to Trader Joe's until I move because I'm like, I want to buy a bunch of stuff and then have to eat it. Um, But that is number one on my list to pick up for sure. And then for my favorite, I don't know. I'm actually looking them up right now so I can tell you the actual names. So I don't know if I've divulged this. I don't know if you guys know this side of me. Um, Your girl does have a shoe addiction. It's really bad. I, like, can't spend $20 on a t-shirt, but I'll drop $50 on a pair of shoes. Like, it's nothing. I don't know how this happens. It's my favorite way to accessorize outfits, truthfully. Um, It's a very expensive way to accessorize your outfits, but it's the life that I've chosen to live. So I've acquired two new pairs of shoes that just make me feel like I feel like Gen Z. I I feel like I'm in Gen Z when I wear these shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling very trendy, very hip. So first I got the Chuck Taylor All-Star Lugged High Top Converse. So they're the ones that like on the top, they look like just a normal white high top Converse, but the bottom is like almost like a boot, Hmm. if that makes sense. Like... I I'm have like, them share screen. screen. <laughs> I literally will share my screen with you. Share. Can you see it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like docks on the bottom, converse on the top. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I like them. I think they're like a fun sneaker boot hybrid. They're chunky and I love a chunky sneaker and I'm obsessed with them and I can't wait to wear them with jeans and dresses and all of the clothes. So those are really fun. And then I also got, I'll keep my screen sharing so I can show on you. <laughs> I got these, um, they're the Steve Madden Slinky 30, like, platform sandal. Margot Lee has these. Mm. And yeah, I always, I remember. yeah, when I first saw them, I was like, they're so cute. They're literally like a very 90s platform, like, slip-on sandal. And I'm so obsessed with these. They're the comfiest thing I've ever put on my foot. They're so easy to walk in. Like, I haven't gotten any blisters from wearing them. And I'm just obsessed. So I will link both of those down below. I know this is a very materialistic favorite. And we don't love materialistic favorites. But it's just the truth. And I've I've just been loving them so much. So I had to share for my fellow shoe addicts. Because it's, it's an addiction. It really is. <laughs> All right. Let's move into our main episode topic. Let's do a little goal check-in. Talk about ways to evaluate your goals. 
So I think an obvious point to start this episode off with is just that goals are meant to be reevaluated. That's like the whole point. So don't feel guilt about like looking at your goals and realizing you didn't. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Maybe achieve as much as you've wanted to by this point. The whole point is that you set goals to give them a try and then see how they're going and then iterate on them. So in fact, mm-hmm. you're not even goal setting properly if you're not following up on them, to be honest. True. Whoa, bestie. That's a truth <laughs> if I ever heard it. Um, so we found an article from Business Insider that gives a few ways to go about reassessing your goals that I thought really aligned with what we talked about in our initial episode. So we'll just kind of go through what they suggested. So the first thing is to reassess your goals, the whole reason that we're here. Um, So look at, did you provide a specific number that just has not proven to be attainable? Maybe you said that you wanted to read, I don't know, three books a month and realistically only one book a month is attainable for you at this point. Um, Has your perspective on your goal shifted a little bit? I actually have one that I'll talk about that my sort of perspective in my larger end goal from that smaller goal is different now. And so I'm mm-hmm. reassessing it and reevaluating it in that way. Yeah. And in our initial goal setting episode from earlier this year, we talked about like smart goals and how important it is for goals to be measurable. So let me pose the question, have you measured yours? Can you backtrack and measure now? I think sometimes we don't even realize how much progress that we've made mm-hmm. because we're not actively checking in and measuring those things that we set. Like there were some goals that I read and I was like, oh, no way. And then I started thinking about it more and I was like, no, actually I did do this and this and this. So, you know, it's, it's a good way to check in. It's a good way to encourage yourself and it's a good way to see how much progress you have made. Yeah, for sure. And I think the second really important thing to do is to be honest about why you made the choices that you may have made in the first half or the first half and a bit of change. Um, in the year, did something external come up that you can't, you couldn't control, but affected your goals? Did you lose motivation? Did your priorities shift? You know, all of those are 
choices, or at the very least, you have choices of how you react to the circumstances in your life. And so really be honest with yourself about, you know, why a certain circumstance made you shift that particular goal and how you can start to prioritize that goal while still, you know, maintaining balance wherever else you need to in your life. Definitely. And I think it's also important to evaluate your commitment and, sorry, I said that weird, evaluate (laughs) your commitment and readiness to make changes. You know, if it's something that you wanted to do in the beginning of this year, but you've made just no progress on, maybe sit back and say like, well, well, how come? Like, is this really even a priority to me? Like, do I have different priorities now? And also consider what you're giving up to meet that goal. So if, for example, your goal is maybe to like go on a walk every morning and instead you've been hitting snooze, maybe that means you need to go to bed a little earlier, give up that last YouTube video that you're watching and think about, do I want to do that? Is that worth it to me? Like, just think about the balance of your goals versus your current habits and implement change for the next part of the year. Yeah. Love that, Bestie. And then next, you want to make sure you develop a clear strategy. So this is something that we talked about a lot in our initial episode with making big, hairy, audacious goals and really boiling your goals down into things that you can do in your day-to-day life that help lead you to that goal. So maybe reevaluating the system that you had in place to reach your goal. That's where a lot of, I think, like that editing, so to speak, on your goals is going to take place. Um, I think it's great to like reassess and almost like redo that strategy halfway through the year now that you have a bit of hindsight to work with. Um, And then as always, a big thing that we talk about on this podcast with a lot of things is to practice self-compassion. I mean, it's not the end of the world that you didn't achieve your goals. You're only human. Life is hard. Life is stressful. And sometimes things just get pushed to the wayside because other things have to take priority and that's okay. You still have time. Every single day is a fresh start. So if it's something that you really want to do, just accept yourself where you are, accept the progress you have made and continue to move forward. Yeah, I think especially this year is a year where people's priorities could have changed because, you know, like we set our goals in January, we were still in the thick of the pandemic, at least here in the US, and maybe didn't have insight as to like how long we would still be in it. And Maybe we set our goals thinking we would be working from home and like there's just so many variables. So now that things are opening back up, you know, maybe you're not prioritizing fitness because you're meeting back up with your friends and you're going out to grab drinks and that's something that you've missed doing. Like, I just think there's a lot of variables, but what you can do now is kind of try to plan ahead for those obstacles. So now that we've lived this first half of the year, kind of seen how things have developed with COVID and just life in general and all the circumstances you have likely faced some obstacles to your goals. So now that you have a better sense for what those are, you can kind of do that damage control now and have a sense for how to best plan going forward. Yeah, for sure. And now kind of moving away from that article and just our own general tips um, and comments on reevaluating your goals, think of the first half of the year as a test run for these goals. So were they realistic? Are you being honest with yourself? And adjust to make sure that you can feel happy and proud of yourself at the end of the year. Because that's why you set goals, to better yourself, to feel like you're growing, to be proud of yourself. Um, so make your goals work for you. You know what I mean? Make them Love goals that. that, yeah, <laughs> make them goals that you can reach and that you want to reach and that will truly help better you and make you feel like a better person in the long run. Yeah. And I think this was a point that Kylie included that I really liked, which is to find little fresh starts in your life. Like I think, um, something that we talked about in the original episode too, is that a lot of people put weight on new year's resolutions because they see the new year as like, the freshest start, need to change your whole Mm -hmm. life. Um, 
but life is full of, you know, fresh little starts. You can think of every season as a fresh start. You can think of every yeah. week, every day, every hour, heck, as a fresh start. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I know, you know, for Kylie, like you probably see your move to Boston as a fresh start, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things that, I, and especially as I went through these goals, I was like, I can see this being, being a part of the routine that I established in Boston. And that's also me being honest with myself that like establishing a routine, establishing like a strategy right now is probably not the best move because my life is going to change significantly in two weeks. So, you know, New Hampshire Kylie strategy may not work for Boston Kylie strategy. So I see my move as like a huge fresh start in a place where, you know, everything else is changing, might as well implement these strategies from the get go and move from there. But like you said, a fresh start can literally be, you know, every hour if that's what you want, if that's what you need. Um, so don't feel like you have to like wait and push off your goals or reassessing your goals for like this big grand um, new year. Um, and I think another important thing to do is to make sure you're finding ways to integrate your renewed goals and your reassessed goals into your daily routine. So maybe if a lot of your goals fell off your radar until now, it could be helpful to make like a vision board, um, something that you'll see every day that will remind you of your goals and of where you want to be. Um, Anya put a note. She's thinking of putting one in her closet. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I wouldn't make like an actual cute vision board that I would want to have out like aesthetically. But I feel like I was like, what's something that I still see every day but isn't out? I feel like the inside door of my closet, prime. Prime. That's Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, and then something that I wanted to note is just thinking about what you've achieved this year that wasn't on your goals list, because it's so important to celebrate those wins too, even if it wasn't something that you were planning for or like actively working towards. I'm sure you still achieved so many things this year that maybe you didn't even expect to. So recognizing yourself for those wins and, you know, checking them off on that, on that list is going to be real satisfying. So think about yeah. those things too. Yeah, for sure. And before we head into kind of reassessing our own goals, we'll leave you with this quote. And I do want to preface and say that this quote is from Bill Gates. And this is not a Bill Gates stan account. If anything, no. this is a Bill Gates hate account. Um, but this is a good quote and it's applicable to the situation. So we'll share it anyways. Um, it's most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So I think that's, I, I resonate with it. I'm sure other people do. Yeah, I think for me, it just means like people put a lot of pressure on one year and are really hard on themselves when they don't achieve the things yeah. that they wanted to in one year. But you're not thinking about like the fact that you're still making so much progress over time. Yeah. And if you think about yourself like five years ago, 10 years ago, you've made so much progress. So don't sweat the small goals when you're still moving in the right direction. Yeah, very well said. <clears throat> oh, thank you. So now we're going to go through our goals that we set in the beginning of the year and kind of talk through the progress that we think we've made or lack thereof, just kind of give you guys an update. And we have our goals and then we have our manifestations and then we have the ways that we were planning to push ourselves. So that's kind of like how we divided these. And we also kind of categorized them. So you'll get a sense for what we mean. But yeah, starting it off um, in our goals for 2021, we started with our health goals. So mm -hmm. one of my health goals was to find some workouts that I truly enjoy and be consistent about them, maybe like three to four times a week. And I think I am getting there. I have been doing a lot of walking now that I've been back in Boston. I also got a membership to the YMCA. And I think just being able to go back to a gym and go back to workout classes has made a big difference. 
Um, in the last two weeks, I've tried really hard to push myself in this category. So I've shown up to like two different workout classes that I would normally maybe not have the confidence to go to. I'm like literally still sore from one of them that was last week. I went to like a full body conditioning class. I'm going to try to go again tomorrow. So yeah, I think for the rest of the year, it's just like finding the confidence to show up and try different things because that's kind of the root of the problem is that I just haven't found something that I love, but how am I going to do that if I don't try? So true. that's one avenue. And then also just walking. Like I just freaking love walks. So that helps. Same. Relatable. So my first fitness goal was to ride the Peloton consistently and try out all of its features. And I truthfully was on a really good streak at the beginning of the year, like a really good streak. Um, And then life just got hard, as you guys know, and I truthfully stopped prioritizing it, um, which in hindsight was probably the worst thing that I could have done for my mental health in the moment. But it was really hard for me to prioritize anything that brought me joy um, outside of law school. And so I did fall off that streak. And now that the weather's nicer, I mean, it's been raining in New England, like it's nobody's business. But when the weather is nice, um, I really enjoy going for long walks and I am moving. So I won't have the Peloton. I don't own the Peloton. My family owns it. So I won't have that with me in my apartment. So I think that this is kind of one of those like fresh start places where I kind of want to match your goal, Anya, and just focus on finding something that I enjoy, something that I can do consistently, and something that is suitable with the lifestyle that I'll be living in Boston. And this is why it's so important to reevaluate people. She won't even yeah. have the Peloton seven months in. Yeah. What are you going to do? New goal. What are you gonna That's do? what you need. True. My next health goal was to cook from scratch whenever possible and to try one new recipe every time that I grocery shop. Um, And I think this has been a big win, not for the year as a whole, but especially since I've moved into this apartment. And to be fair, my boyfriend Grant does lead the majority of the cooking in this house. He's just a little more versed and confident, (laughs) but I've definitely learned a lot by following his lead and like seeing his process and like understanding like why he's doing what he's doing, what steps he's taking. So yeah, I think, I think we're making good progress here. Definitely have cooked a lot more from scratch than like ever before in my life since living here. So that's been fun. Nice. You'll have to share some recipes with me. Um, my next goal was to make sure that my meals are as balanced as possible and ensure, or excuse me, be more intentional with ensuring that I get as many nutrients as possible. Again, this was a goal that I think I was doing really well at and then life got really hard. And then the world opened back up again. And I was able to go out to eat a lot more with my friends and see my friends. So right now I'm not beating myself up over going out with friends um, and not necessarily eating the healthiest all of the time. Um, and I think once I'm kind of in control of, you know, buying my own groceries, because right now, I mean, I'm going to be honest, my parents buy the groceries and if they're paying for it, I'm going to, <laughs> to take advantage of it. And they don't necessarily make the healthiest choices. Um, but it's the food that's available to me. So I think once I'm kind of in control of the food that I'm bringing into my space that I'm cooking for myself, I'll start to establish a more like eat balanced five days of the week and then not really worry as much on the weekend so that I can enjoy, enjoy myself and go out with friends and have fun. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to do it. Like the 80-20 or whatever, 70-30 yeah. rule. Yeah. My next one was to continue journaling and exploring other mindfulness activities. And I feel like this just reminded me that I've been pretty off my journaling game. I feel like I don't like to put a lot of pressure on myself. Like I don't like to say I'm going to journal every morning or every night. Like I just don't think that works for me. Like I 
find that I'm best when I journal when I want to. And I just honestly haven't really wanted to, which I guess is a good thing. I don't know. But um, I think I maybe want to implement trying morning pages when I feel compelled. If you guys aren't familiar, it's basically like you wake up and first thing, try to fill like three pages, three full pages, just like stream of consciousness. So I might try that when I'm in a particularly like anxious or stressed or like Sunday scaries type of mood. But overall, I just feel like it's kind of fallen off my radar and I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm not decided, but (laughs) it's funny that you mentioned morning pages because that's also a habit that I want to start implementing in my life. Um, But my next goal was to be more consistent with journaling and start seeing a therapist slash counselor regularly. And we (laughs) nailed this one, baby. If you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I heart therapy, me and therapy are the best of friends. Um, And it's easily like the best thing that I did for myself going into 2021. Like I'm so proud of myself for going to therapy and sticking it out because I have a habit of like going to more so counseling, but going to therapy. And then once like life got good or like the big stressor that brought me to therapy was resolved, I just stopped seeing them. And for me this year, it was law school. And guess what? I left law school two months ago and I'm still seeing my therapist because there's always stuff to work on. So very proud of myself for that. Facts. Love that for you. Um, our next category was finance goals. So my first finance goal was to continue aggressively saving as long as I was living at home, which at that point I was saving like between 80 and 90% of every paycheck, which is absolutely wacky. And I was like, so privileged to be able to do that. Um, so helpful though, like current me definitely thinks past me a lot. I would say I could put a little check on that goal, but now I'm saving closer to like 25, 30%, um, just what I can given like my rent and everything. And I think that's even pushing it a little bit, honestly. So I'm just trying my best now, but I think considering that goal was like, and as long as I'm living at home goal, I think I can call it a success. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So my next one was to only spend when I need to, um, especially because at the time that I made this goal, I wasn't working and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't spending money that I didn't have. Uh, and honestly, I was really good at this. I know that my favorite was two pairs of shoes, but I swear to God, that isn't <laughs> like a habit. Um, that was my first time buying shoes and really buying anything more than like 10 bucks for myself in a very long time. So been really good at this besides like allowing myself to go out with friends again, because the world opened up and I didn't want to, you know, severely limit myself or like shame myself for going out with friends and spending money in that way because it had been so long and I knew that it would be good for my own mental health to see my friends and be social and get to do those things again. Um, But I really don't randomly spend money anymore, which is something that I used to do really, really, really badly in college. Um, so I think, you know, I, I have the mindset, sometimes you got to treat yourself. I truly believe in that, but I think I've become a lot more frugal with my spending habits. Love a frugal Franny. (laughs) 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 A frugal gal. Yes. Um, our, our, my, (laughs) my next finance related goal was to get a Roth IRA set up and start contributing to it, to which I can say, check. I did that in February. And nice. I was able to exceed the 2020 contribution, like meet it, I guess. You're not allowed to exceed it. Um, and I'm on track to meet this year. So nice. highly recommend. <laughs> Love that. I'll have to look into that now that I have an income. Um, <laughs> my next one is to pay off two of my loans. And I don't mean to brag, 
but I was able to pay off three of them because I was aggressively saving when I could. So love that. Love that for me. That's like so good when you're not even working too full time. Well, it's because truthfully, it's because I had saved up so much thinking that I was going to live in Boston without making any Mm. income. So I just redirected that savings and was still able to save a fairly decent amount. So silver lining of the pandemic, I guess. The next one for me was to pay off my student loans. This one, full disclosure, is kind of on the back burner with the pause because I am lucky enough to only have federal loans. I'm also lucky enough that my family has offered to help me pay them off. So we're kind of in conversations about how that's going to work and everything. So yeah, this one's kind of on the back burner, but definitely I'm like financially prepared if and when I do need to pay and whatever. But I just think um, the pause has allowed me to keep kicking the can. (laughs) Yeah. I should interject and say that I I also got help and that's how I was able to pay off three loans was help too. I feel like it's important to be transparent about that because I never wanted, Mm -hmm. it's really stressful to have student loans as I'm sure we all know. So I feel like it's important to be transparent about that stuff so no one feels any like shame or like their mind on making those types of payments. So our next category is career slash school goals. So my goal here was to refine the parts of my job that I'm enjoying most, most, and refine the parts of the job that I'm enjoying the least and try to get to a place where I enjoy like the vast majority of what I'm doing, whether that's through delegating, communicating, what, whatever. Um, and I think some curveballs have been thrown my way in this category because we've had a lot of team changes, a lot of new initiatives, new priorities. So I kind of just don't have a lot of control over the stuff that's on my plate right now, but I do think I've gotten better at delegating and especially managing different types of people, like different personalities, because I think when I wrote these goals, I had only managed one person and now I'm managing like four, basically, like I have managed four. So I'm a lot more equipped to delegate and like understand what's good to delegate to different types of people and everything. So yeah, moving in the direction of taking on the things that I enjoy most, but external factors have prevented it for the time being. (laughs) Sure, sure. My next one was finding a better school life balance and being forgiving to myself for taking breaks when I need them. And hear me out. (laughs) I did technically achieve this by dropping out of law school. (laughs) Um, But seriously, recognizing that that lifestyle was not sustainable for me and doing something about it, having the courage to do something about it was huge. It was such a game changer. And now, I mean, like I said, I'm genuinely happy. I'm excited about life. I feel like I'm on a path that will give me a much better work-life balance, at least for the time being. And yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say that's a check, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. Um, my next one was to figure out what a good grad school path and timeline could look like for me. I feel like at this point, I'm feeling pretty confident about pursuing a sustainability focused MBA one day. And I know that on average, the age that people typically get an MBA is like mid to late twenties. So I still have some time, but I've just been talking to people that have MBAs, getting a sense for if it's something I really want to do. So yeah. Nice. So my next one was letting go of the mindset that my grades define my (laughs) self-worth, which again is another funny one in hindsight. Um, (laughs) But I think something that I did do was I really recognized that I think I personally need to grow up and 
mature and experience life outside of school in order to actually be able to define my self-worth because when you think about it I didn't really have any other tools because I didn't have any experiences outside of school so how am I going to define my self-worth outside of school when I've not been outside of school since I was a baby so I think (laughs) a baby baby. um so I think kind of recognizing that like I did need to take a step back from school and grow up a little bit in that regard um in order to put that fully into perspective was a good choice and I'd be really curious to see how my mindset kind of shifts if and when I decide to go back to school either for a master's or years down the line decide to look at law school again whatever it may be Stay tuned, ladies and gents. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a very mature take. I agree with that. Um, my next one was to be an advocate or a mentor figure for someone younger than me. I'd like to think I've been doing this for every intern that I've managed, but I do think I could be a little more proactive about joining like mentorship groups, if that makes sense. I am a host yeah. for these community gatherings. So I think that's also kind of leading me in the right way, just kind of like female mm-hmm encouragement and like leadership um so yeah I think I could look at it differently in like a professional development context if I wanted to but I think we're moving we're grooving yeah for sure for sure and then the next category was kind of our personal goals and intentions which my first one was to become as low waste and low carbon impact as possible I definitely think I've fallen off here and like one moment of realization that I have was like when you move, there's just so much waste, especially when you're buying a lot of new stuff for like a new apartment. And so there was the one moment when I was just looking at our dining room, like full of styrofoam and I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. (laughs) Um, But I do think I've been really good about bringing and using reusable bags. I know that's like the smallest little thing, but um, in Boston, it's actually not allowed to use plastic bags like you have to pay for bags and they're all paper so if you're walking it's like not even ideal to have one of those bags because they just like disintegrate yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I've been really good about that that's like one little thing I can pat myself on the back for and then I'm also adding a compost membership to the top of my list for the next few weeks to research because it's been on my radar I know that a lot of houses in my neighborhood do like a compost membership like basically like you have a little bucket in your kitchen and they pick it up once a week and then they give you the compost like every so often so I want to look into that it's like a monthly plan um so yeah nice Nice. my first personal goal was to find a hobby outside of the podcast that I can turn to when I need a mental break um I think truthfully like walking and developing that habit I don't know if it counts as like a hobby but I love going for long walks. Like they really are. Like the hot girl walks, man. They just help so much. And they give you such a good mental break. You get out for fresh air. You can listen to some fun music. It's just the best. Um, but now that I have more free time and I'm officially out of the searching for jobs chapter of my life, um, I really want to get back into like, I said fashion and styling because I don't know how else to describe it, but like I just love like putting cute outfits together and I've always wanted to like create content around it and I've kind of been a little too afraid to do it. But I think now's the time, folks. Like, especially I've been seeing a lot more like, and maybe it's just because TikTok knows you like curate you yeah. know yourself. <laughs> um, but I've been seeing a lot more like girls posting like size six, size eight, size 10, which is the sizes that I tend to take, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm like, I want to be like that because growing up, like no one my size was making 
like fashion content. And I'm like, now that people are doing it, like, why can't I? Why can't I? And I think it would be very fun. So yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Why not? I love that. Thanks. Um, my next one was to shop as small and as ethically as I can and to prioritize this over instant gratification. And I will say I, I didn't cancel my Amazon membership. I did not renew it for another year. So I like no longer have prime, um, which I think is a big deal. I do have access if I like really needed it through grant because I live with my boyfriend grant and he has prime. So like worst case, I can order something through his account, but I think it's good to just like not have that enabling factor for myself anymore. Like when I go on the app, like nothing is free shipping. Everything's a little more expensive. So I think it's good. Um, And then I also think farmer's markets have been a great step. And there's just so many small businesses in Boston that I want to like research and support. So I have like a notes um, app on my phone of like everywhere that I want to go. So working on that. But if you have any recs, let me know. Nice. So my next one was to write more, whether through journaling or just when I feel inspired. And the note that I wrote for this was, do cover letters count? <laughs> Which is LOL. <laughs> definitely a little tongue in cheek. Um, this is something that I definitely like want to kind of, a goal that I want to bring into the second half of the year. I would say that I wasn't the best at it um, because obviously law school got really hard for me and I wasn't prioritizing anything that brought me joy. Um, and then once I left law school, I was spending a lot of time legitimately writing cover letters and applying for jobs. And I think anyone who has searched for jobs knows that it's a full-time job in and of itself. Um, so again, that's kind of one of the hobbies that I want to try to, uh, integrate into my weekly routine now that, you know, the dust has settled a little bit and I'll be able to establish new routines in Boston. Mm -hmm. Fresh start. Yeah. Um, my next one was to move out of my parents' house. Check. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> yep. Um, my next one was to do a non-school-related reading every night. Uh, now every reading that I do will be non-school-related, <laughs> which is an excellent sentence to say. Um, and again, something that I haven't been the best at um, for reasons that I've talked about throughout this episode Um, but that I definitely am setting as a high goal and something that I want to incorporate into my night routine, um, like 30 minutes of reading before bed when I move to Boston. Yes. I have also been doing that when I can, and it's been quite nice. Yeah. I won't harp on this too much because my next one was the dance goal. Find more ways to keep dance in my life. I mentioned my mental breakdown. I mentioned my new list. I've also been trying mad fits, um, like more dance workouts. I didn't even know that she had these because I feel like they don't come up high in the search, but she has like the folklore and the evermore dance workouts. And it's literally like a modern or contemporary class. Like you do like yeah. lateral tease. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I also won't harp on my next one because it was basically the same as Anya's. Um, and the way that I'm going to incorporate it now moving forward is utilizing the research that Anya has done. <laughs> um, and I also want to incorporate more Mad Fit because I feel like her – the workouts that I have done of her, I feel like are very like apartment friendly. I'm on the first floor, so I guess it wouldn't matter if I'm jumping, but I'm thinking more so like if I wanted to do a morning workout and my roommate was still asleep, obviously don't want to be making a ton of noise. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to look into her videos. My next one was to take every opportunity I can to spend time in nature. I guess I would say I have taken every opportunity available to me. I haven't been like super proactive in seeking opportunities out because I just don't really feel like it's the season for this right now in my life. Like I just moved back to Boston. 
but I am loving my walks and visiting the pond that's like really close to my apartment. And I actually did it this morning. I woke up extra early and went on a walk. So I think that's a good step. <laughs> nice. My next one was to drink water and I'll take a sip of my water to cheers to that one because I've been doing great. <laughs> Love that. My next one was to, I was thinking one book per month or at least 12 books in 2021 total. Um, and I think I've read like three or four, so I'm a little behind, but like I said, reading on the T is going to be huge. I just know it. And just having access to a really good like library system makes a big difference because books are expensive and it wasn't a priority to spend money on, but now hopefully I can prioritize it more for the second half of the year. Yeah. My next one is staying off my phone first thing in the morning and last thing at night and besties, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is like... <laughs> we didn't we didn't even try if we're being honest with ourselves like we really didn't um which is not good and I would say this is the only goal that I'm like oh like I feel like all the other ones I was able to like be honest about the external factors that may have limited me being able to prioritize them while still recognizing that I wasn't prioritizing them with this there there were no circumstances I mean you can hate law school and still not go on your phone first thing in the morning so yeah I need to get better at this <laughs> love the honesty though that's all we need thank you thank you <laughs> my next one was to be more content without content so basically just like trying to have moments of actual silence and like solitude in my day like I felt like I was if I wasn't on my computer I was like listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video while I was folding laundry like there just wasn't many moments where I wasn't consuming something mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm doing okay I mean I'm definitely still addicted to TikTok but I think I've made progress in like more so enjoying simple things without distractions like even just like doing the dishes like so like I said Grant does a lot of the cooking which means I do a lot of the dishes and so like even just like doing the dishes putting the dishes away without listening to anything that's like 15 minutes without content that's like an improvement mm -hmm. over my previous self I must say <laughs> oh for sure next we're moving into our manifestations for 2021 so I think we both um, were manifesting just kind of like increased success for the podcast and one of those ways was broadened reach which I think we could work on I think you were gonna say something mm -hmm. about this too but also yeah. cool guests and I think we've definitely had a lot of cool guests this year so if you haven't listened to all of our guest episodes definitely go back and check them all out because our guests have been chef's kiss Yes. Yeah. So my next one was also broad in the reach, cool guest, and overall cool content related to the podcast. And I'm really proud of the guests that we've had. And I'm really proud of the content that we've created. Like, I think we make a podcast that both of us would listen to if we weren't the host Doing it. <laughs> of it. Like we would, True. we would enjoy it and like recommend it to friends. Um, and that's something that I'm really proud of and something that I'm proud to talk to other people about. Broadening reach, I think, has been tough, especially, and you can cut this out if you think this is too TMI, but I, I do think that we've seen a little bit of a dip since I dropped out of law school, which makes mm -hmm. sense because I'm sure there are people listening who wanted my take on law school. I mean, the law school sort of like content space is very niche, but very engaged as far as mm -hmm. I know. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were people who came and I hope I don't sound like a freaking narcissist saying this. No. Because I think you have great things to say too. No. But like there were probably people who wanted to hear about like experiences in law school and like see just someone in law school who was doing something not law school related. Because I would always look for people who were law students, who like yeah. were able to do stuff that wasn't law school. Um, no, definitely. I think we made it like a pretty significant part of our brand, you know, like basically half yeah. our brand was like law school stuff. So yeah. but it's funny because I didn't anticipate that happening. Like me either. 
I, I don't know, maybe it was just because there was like so much other chaos related to the whole situation that like it was like kind of the last thing on my mind. But then when we noticed yeah. like a decline in recent episodes, I was like, what could it be? And like looking at the time frame, it's I feel like they're definitely correlated. So I'm like, yeah. come back, Which you guys. Fine. We're still cool. <laughs> yeah, we it's are okay, still it's cool. Fine. Yeah, I get I'm not it. Worried That's about totally it. fine. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, at least for me, um, and I think for you too, because you also just like moved out not that long ago. Like we are kind of entering a new era. We've officially passed the one year out of college. And so it makes sense that, you know, things are going to kind of refresh and ebb and flow. And, you know, hopefully this is just opening up the, the floodgates for a new audience that more so aligns with where we're at in our lives right now, as opposed to where we were at in this past year. So that's very exciting to think about. With that said, if you have friends that are looking for a new podcast to listen to, <laughs> yeah. send us their way. We'd love to have them in our little community. Yes, and rate us on Apple Podcasts because that's how we can get it out to more people who align with this new era of two degrees. The new era. TDH 2.0, honestly. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I kind of love that. Um, and then you also had another thing you were manifesting, right? Yes. Yes. I also wanted to manifest inner peace um, in the upcoming semester, which I'm giving a big fat check to because it wasn't a peaceful semester, but I did find inner peace by dropping the heck out. <laughs> Love that. Um, we also had some other things we were manifesting in 2021. Mine was an ideal living situation in the Boston area. And let me just say, this is so facts. I like seriously feel so lucky to have this apartment. It's like everything I could have wanted. I wish I could like give you all a tour. Like I'm just obsessed with like every little nook and cranny here. So check. And then my second one was the end of COVID. And I will say, I don't think it's the end of COVID by any means. I think a lot of places are still suffering and my heart goes out to them. Um, I think we're really lucky living where we do in like the very progressive New England area that we feel comfortable going out knowing that we've pretty much reached herd immunity. Like that is just amazing. So I think we're definitely doing a lot better now. But I'm not going to say that I manifested the end of COVID for the world because clearly I have not. I'll get to work on (laughs) it though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then for me, I had more clarity on the right path for me. And again, I won't beat a dead horse. You guys already know that that I got that clarity. Yes. And then the last category was ways that we're going to push ourselves in 2021. My first one was just prioritizing a healthy lifestyle and making fewer excuses. I think I'm, I don't make excuses in a lot of areas of my life, but I think like fitness and just health in general is like the first thing to go for me. Like when I have other stressful things going on, it's like the easiest thing to nod off. And so I think I've maybe made progress since I've just, you know, moved out and I've been getting the Y membership, walking more places. I feel like that's made a difference. But even like literally two days ago, I had signed up to go to that that same class and I woke up and I was like, nope, and I didn't go. So (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think I'm trying, (laughs) but yeah, you know. Baby steps. Your st- <laughs> slow progress is still progress. Um, my next one was finding other ways besides grades to measure my own success and self worth. And again, I won't be the dead horse, uh, but I'm hoping this new chapter in my life will give me those tools. Yes. My next one. I kind of wish that I went back and listened to specifically this section of the initial episode, but it was not always picking mm-hmm. the safe choice, and I feel like it just kind of had to do with the fact that I'm a pretty like risk averse person. Um, I also just think there wasn't a lot going on to like make like choices like during COVID. You know what I mean? Like we weren't really presented with options. We just kind of had to do what we had to do and like keep everyone safe. So yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping to like 
do this more often and maybe go on some fun trips and like be more spontaneous now that we can and like it's safe and okay. Um, I might be going on a spontaneous little trip this weekend. So that's something. Fingers crossed that it works out. Still kind of in the planning phases, but would be fun if it did. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, this is also one that I kind of wish I went back and listened to what I was thinking because it's diversify my income to make money less of a stressor, which the audacity that I had, considering at that time I had no income, um, (laughs) is like really bold. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like, what income are you diversifying, Kylie? I don't freaking know. You need to create one, Kylie. Like, literally. Um, So I have an income now. That's pretty rad. Um, (laughs) Diversified it, you know. So, I mean, that's good enough for me right now. I mean, for Pete's sake, Kylie. Um, And then another one that I had was to be more tidy and pick up after myself. I know I talked about, like, I don't consider myself a dirty. I think there's a difference between a dirty person and a messy person. Dirty. Dirty person. I'm not a dirty person, at least with my (laughs) bedroom, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, wink. Um, But... I am a messy person in the sense of, like, I can leave stuff lying around and don't, like, pick up after myself. And I've gotten a lot better. However, don't use the current state of my room as a way to judge it because I'm moving, okay? So it's a yeah, freaking disaster. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, moving and move- and unpacking, you get a, a free pass for sure. Yeah. And then my last thing that I wanted to push myself on in 2021 and to conclude this episode was to prioritize my friendships more. I think I was feeling really distant at the time that we recorded this Mm -hmm. from my friends because most of them were still living in Boston and I was living at home and there wasn't like a safe way to go see them. And I just felt like we weren't doing, we weren't all putting in the effort to like set up Zooms and it just like wasn't the peak by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this has been so much easier since coronavirus has gotten better And I think I've made good progress in seeing the friends that I have here. Like I've definitely seen everyone at least once and like made good memories and stuff. So I'm glad about that. And I think I want to amend this goal to focus on making new friends now that I'm in this new chapter. So don't ask me how I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll go on like Bumble BFF or something like that, but that's my new goal. So we'll check back in. (laughs) Love it. And with that, those were all the goals we set and how we are reassessing them. Um, I don't know. I think, yes, we're doing this a little later than, you know, the exact midway point. But I also think at least for us, this is kind of like a new era mm-hmm. and a, a, a refresh and a restart. So I think it's a good time to bring all of this up and just remind you that it's never too late to reassess your goals, to go after your goals. And if you're going through 2021 and you haven't achieved the goals that you wanted to achieve by this point, that's okay. Here's your sign to give them another go, reassess them, and try to figure out a way to implement them into your life. Very well said. And you guys know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram at two degrees hotter. You can leave us an anonymous suggestion box uh, comment. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We would give you a big, big old kiss. And (laughs) uh, with that, I think we will chat with you guys next week. Yes. Bye guys. Bye.